Guess who? Eastside. There you are. You're you're the cubes again for a half second. I was like, oh no, you're just that's Eastside now. Eastside has turned into cubes. Yeah, it's it's been bound to happen. It's been kind of brewing for a while. All right. Should we do this? Yeah. Okay. Drop. Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Derek. I'm Craig. It's weird. I thought you were Isai, but I guess the dog I thing off. is Isai. The, the dog I Isai? Off. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I'm Zach. Uh, and we've got a special guest today. Uh, we got Isai, Nello the here. dog. Oh. Uh, Matt's not here, but Nello's here, so that's sick, too. Hello. Thanks for having me. And uh, we brought Nello in because Nello's like the like the ultimate Hardy fan. <laughs> and so uh, we just really wanted to critique the performance of Hardy uh, from the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. And then we're going to go. Yeah, I'm pretty much here for music theory and uh, instrumental discussion. Music theory and Austin theory. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I um, I really thought I was gonna fuck that up. What the intro? Yeah, it's been a while. It has. It, it's been, been a while. A, it, it's been a while, kind of. I mean, because you hopped in on an episode, like in the, the middle. Intro. That's true, That's though. True. Hey, you, you dusted it off nicely. So I'm just pulling up. Oh yeah, this is a podcast about professional wrestling. Um, there we go. Today we're talking about the Royale with cheese from Bull. Oh, like That's... a Pulp Fiction joke. Oh, ha 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 But um, I'm I was look trying to look up the lyrics for this guy, but I don't know what the song name is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Is it the Redneck song? No, I thought you were gonna say the Red by Chevelle. I'm like, yeah. He um, definitely said redneck in the song. Yeah. I can tell you that. As the hardy expert, I can tell you that there was a redneck uttering. Looking at this picture, it looks like Yorma could tacone like in a costume from 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 Hot Rod, Hot Rod's little brother. The song was called Sold Out. Okay, here we go. Gold records on my sheetrock, not a bad <laughs> for a boy from Mississippi. Yeah, I can buy a what the fuck? What? And my last like name's it, a whole, what? You can buy a Maybach. That's the lyric. Yeah. yeah. No, you gotta no, sing I'm, it. They're not gonna get the the later lyrics if you don't say them all. Oh, is so that a I, boat? I don't know. It's a luxury vehicle. 
Middle finger oh, to so the sky can... till I'm gone and dead. Hardy has three of them, yeah. Okay. Triples yep. is best. Yep, yeah, on his car Instagram, you can actually see them. Okay, this is a real lyric. I'm still the same old redneck fuck. Don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Ain't afraid to throw a dead buck on my Instagram. Yeah. Alright. I'm glad. I'm glad he's living in no fear. You know, finally the, the dream of those 90s t-shirts is alive through Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> and and Michael Cole's favorite line, grain alcohol in my cup. He is a drinker. He was very excited about that line. True. <laughs> it besides did he pop Deacon, for it? He did pop hard well, for it. Because he, besides he said, Deacon Knox. Like, Grain alcohol is his favorite thing. Oh my God. He was like, yeah. oh, I could use some grain alcohol that Hardy was talking about. Yeah, he has three, he has three favorite, uh, sorry, four favorite things in life. Two of them are Pat, uh, Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Tegan Knox and drinking. <laughs> I think probably in that order. And Mako Satamora's finisher. Oh, that's true. He did yell, hell yeah. What a time. What a time. Also, I, I like just um shooting this shit. This is usually the before podcast recording banter that we have, but uh everybody gets to hear this now, which is uh, always fun. Yeah. So let us know in the comments if you like Hardy or not. Um we do, I don't. I don't like Hardy. Yeah, I only grew up with Carlos Jr., so I never had Hardy. <laughs> I prefer Harvey. Harvey? Like Jeff Harvey. Weinstein? Yeah. No, Jesus Checks out. Yeah. No, dead. Jeff Harvey. I love that fuck. He's dead. <laughs> Jeff, I wish they would have brought back Mike Adamley for the Rumble. Wouldn't that have been fucking cool? But then he can't say he could introduce Harvey. That's a joke for five people. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Zach's one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> I wish. It's very confusing to have a musical guest named Hardy on your show when you when the Hardy Boys were on your show. Yeah, it really set them up for a lot of jokes. It really did. (laughs) And then and then they start like Hardy started playing, and that also then set everything up for a joke. So I have a like there was like an e yope like he was screaming an e yope like a mosh call, and I was blown away. And I I don't. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I just, I don't understand the thought behind like, hey, so we're three and a half hours in the show and that's where we're going to put the musical performance. Because I'm like, dude, you had like a good 15 minutes of commercials after the Women's Rumble regardless. And I was just like, mm-hmm. once I saw them setting up at first, I was like, oh, no ropes, barbed wire. And then my my brain clicked in and I was like, hearty performance. So, Because like when Limb Biscuit did he play Undertaker out? Mm. Well, that was kind of his theme song, right? Yeah. Was his theme Did song? Hardy play it... anyone out? No. He was, oh. I think, oh, I thought he was like playing, I don't know, Roman or something. Roman else. Reigns out. <laughs> Roman Reigns is like, redneck with my buck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, it just didn't fit. You should have put it before Dang. the Viking Raiders match or something. They weren't even there. Fucking Pensacola, Florida is uh, actually a pretty fitting place for. Like a person to be from for Hardy to be playing him out. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I usually, like, something like that would make sense, like, at the beginning. Like, you do the big fireworks, welcome to the Royal Rumble, 
and then yeah. like start the performance. Everybody's at least still kind of like hyped, so it'll come off better. And then you get into the rumble and it's done. Yeah, it's so. Remember, weird. I think it was like at Mania one year. There's like four hours in, they did a P Diddy performance, and you're sitting there like, "Come on, yeah. please, dude, please!" Like, I'm here to watch, but please have mercy. Um, was that tied to the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal? No, I, th- I think that was uh, Kid Rock. Remember, I, that's right. Every, yeah, like that's all the. All the women's wrestlers, like, we're, like, dancing around as they're entering. Like, as Kid Rock's walking down the aisle, too. Fuck yeah. This this guy was Kid Rock fucking, like, his brother. Larry yeah, this is, this is young, younger Rock. Young, SoundCloud, young. Kid Rock. Child Rock. Young Rock. There we go. <laughs> it was what just, if they yeah. called Young Rock Kid Rock? They that would have been interesting. Okay. There's probably copyrights. Yeah. yeah. Cares. <laughs> Kid Rock has a song that like, has like Let's Go Brandon in it. What a fucking idiot. Yep. Yeah. You either bow it a bar or live long enough to become the, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left after that. that Peak too early. Peak too early. Yeah. And his his entrance to Lollapalooza, where the DJ's just playing for ten minutes, and then he walks out and slowly starts ball with the ba. Is I talk about his DJ Uncle Cracker? I think maybe. Yeah, his DJ was Uncle Cracker. Wow. I Damn. still, y'all know those AI like you know image generators and everything. Yeah. I use one for work and I've been trying forever. I cannot figure out how to get this prompt work to work, but it's Joe or Hasbala is Joe C performing with Kid Rock and oh, I cannot okay. get it to work. So, That'd be so great. It would be. Just won't work. And, and Adam Cole's also there. He's short, <laughs> but he's shorter. We're drinking grain alcohol on the bar, the bar. From NXT. No, from NXT. Oh, fuck, yeah. Fallon Henley's bar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, an update on Battle for the Bar. Kiana James and Fallon Henley are now a tag team. And that's all we're talking about with NXT. That's it. 99%. Wait, just, do they set the ring up like the bar? Like a bar? Like it's a stage production? No, th- there's just a oh. lot of... There's just a lot of wacky backstage in, like... Offsite antics in NXT. There's a diner that's like part of mm. canon. Um, Braun Breaker like has a boat and they go on like the lake. Um, that, they that's should just thing. start filming it like a sitcom and put laugh tracks into it. Honestly, it's like a step like right like one step away from that, and I'm fine with it because it is like a fever dream of a show. But it's so wacky, it's almost like campy now. It's like I, kind of I don't re- I can't retain a single segment of it and i've been watching it like almost every week lately like it's just there's so much going on so and, like I, it's all so wacky and similar so fucking tony d'angelo and channing stacks lorenzo holy, sh- holy shit the new underboss the new underboss yeah that's exactly <laughs> what they're calling him um but they go to the a bridge where tony d'angelo had murdered two dimes and had him sleep with the fishes and they made it seem like they were going to do that to Stax. And he was just fine with it. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I fucked up that match. So you got to kill me. I, I get it. And then they made him the underboss. 
That's there's this, the NXT report. This sounds like a recap of a Sopranos like ripoff show. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> wow. That sounds two dimes. That's the name. Uh, uh, Troy two dimes Donovan. Okay. Okay. Is is now the factory's Cole Carter. That's a real Italian name too. There's a Saint Two Dimes from um, <laughs> Puciano, though so it's it's a big thing for us in the community. <laughs> as Italian as Applebee's. Yeah, they they got the the broccoli chicken fettuccine. <laughs> yeah, they got like Cajun pasta. It's the yeah. real Italian shit, you know. None of that fake. None of that fake margarita pizza and uh, I don't even know what to call it. Meatballs, whatever. The gabagool and the sauce. Yeah, get that away from me. Get I know they got, they got some great gabagool at Applebee's. Some Sunday gravy. I was going to say Sunday gravy. <laughs> Sunday bacon. Um? No, Isai. Wrong podcast. Let's talk about this rumble. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, let's start. It started with the men's rumble. Which was, I mean, it would have been a shock if Jenna hadn't told us and found them an accurate match card. Um, she, she's uh, subscribed to Fightful Select. Maybe oh, we, okay. All you need to have is a, as a subscription to that, a subscription to the Observer, and you can be one of the British YouTube guys. That's, <laughs> that's all they do. Is it's just they just like read the Observer for their YouTube. It's like Dave Meltzer reports that the first match is going to be the Men's Royal Rumble. And that's your video, fucking five hundred thousand. <laughs> and it's gonna be five hundred thousand views, and that's all it is. That's why Thursday mornings are the best because you just see all those update on YouTube because that's when the Wrestling Observer comes out. <laughs> mm. That's funny. Um. So yeah, uh, Gunther and Sheamus start out the Rumble. Yeah, started out with some heat, and uh. Um, I was looking at this. Gunther had the most eliminations. Oh, how many and eliminations? Five. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so no him, record. And Co- him and Cody tied. So they wow. both had five eliminations. And what's funny is that they bookended the Rumble. Yeah. Which we'll get to, but. Oh, just someone um, else bookended the Rumble also. That is true. Somebody else did bookend. Okay, shitty rock bottom. Um, <laughs> But, um. Yeah, Gunther was in there for an hour and eleven minutes and forty seconds, which is wow. When I when I saw him come out, I was like, "Is he gonna be the guy? Is he gonna be the guy in this one?" And he was, and that was sick. I, I thought I thought like with him, like he'd get like eliminated by like Lashley or mm-hmm. Rock or like somebody like that, Seth Rollins, anybody, just to be like, "Oh wow, he you know he made it forty minutes and." Eliminated a bunch of people, damn! But he got, you know, would get got by like, you know, like somebody that would people would perceive like on like kind of the next tier up. But instead, all they did was they actually just like bumped him up to that next tier. Like, mm-hmm. th- I think this showing does a lot, and it also says a lot about how um, Triple H feels about old Gun. You can tell he's fucking form. Like, holy shit! It's like the yeah. second most protected guy, Roman being number one. <laughs> Yeah, then, but I mean, we don't have to go through all the fucking entrants. Every but... single one of them. Now, um, I just... also, Seamus had a great fucking showing last night too. Seamus has had a great couple of years, hasn't he? Seamus, mm. Seamus rocks. 
And I wonder if when I hated Sheamus, if I would like him now. No. No? Okay. Okay. It, it, It took till now for him to get good. He he need he needed to he needed to wear his weird clothes and not yell fella all the time. He still yells it, but not as much. And he looks he looks less offensive. I know he was looked offensive on purpose, but I think it's also because he's slaughtered in a proper spot now, whereas before he'd always hover around like the world title, and it's just like no, <laughs> yeah, like him him the fact that he won the title in what twenty sixteen, fucking that's when they try to get everybody to. Yeah, come on. What's your what's the worst option, Roman or Sheamus? I bet but you they won't. actually cheered Roman because Sheamus was so shitty back then. But then Triple H got the title and everybody fucking popped. <laughs> and though he was a heel. Was and then they had one of the fucking worst main events in Mania history. <laughs> um yeah. Like it started out with two, two boys. It also went by a lot quicker. I think that's because the ramp was so long that the countdown started earlier. <laughs> now, the ramp's so long that it's like, by the time they'd get in, it's already time for somebody else to come in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, especially for, for like, the, the, like the, the bigger guys that, are, you know, they're going to get blown up like an Otis if he's trying to run there, so it's going to take a while. And then there's mm-hmm. fucking, like, in, like, the, uh, the women's, we'll just get to this real quick, is Nikki Cross fucking dead Ultimate Warrior Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking books it. It's like, holy shit, you're gonna fucking blow up. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The first part of the rumble was what it was. It was just some cool stuff, and then mm-hmm. you get like Gargano, Santos Escobar, Chad Gable, Kofi Woods, and all those fuckers in there. Drew, mm-hmm. um, and Kofi botches his Kofi spot again. Yeah, second year in a I th- row. I think he's gonna stop doing it. Like I think he's using props. I think he's sad about it. I would be too. Like it was like <laughs> such a big thing for him for such a long time. Then two in yeah, a this row. One, this one was going to be rough because he was supposed to land on a rolly chair, and it it's a rolly chair. That thing ain't a stable fucking base to land on. Oh. So like, who the fuck? Who the fuck came up with that? I don't know. Adam Pierce. That piece of shit, that former NWA champion. I saw him like Cole Cabin on fire. Oh, and uh Corbin Corbin was in there for seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah, Corbin Fantastic. Yeah, so Lashley comes in, then fucking um uh, oh Brock comes in. So yeah, then Lashley the shit out of people. Brock Lesnar comes in, and so they have their battle. Lashley gets the better of him and eliminates Brock Lesnar, seemingly Tight. setting up the match. Brock Throws the stairs on the fucking announce desk. <laughs> um, and throws the, like, thing on the announce desk into the ring. Yeah, almost fucking tags Lashley with it. They kept um, the stairs on the desk, too, for, like, the rest <laughs> of the match. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so, yeah, they seemingly set that up. So Brock's all pissed off and throwing a fit. Corbin comes down, gets fucking f 5 And then Rollins comes in. Tosses him in, fucking boots him out. There he goes. Corbin, just a fucking, just a big old mess of a guy. Mm, yeah, I love it. it. I love when rocks. he's a mess. Um, Rey Mysterio was supposed to come out. Yeah, Rey was supposed to come, but he couldn't get it going at his age. Um, 
No, uh, so yeah, he's supposed to come out, and then Dom comes out next with his mask, so seemingly saying like, "I kicked my dad's ass." Um, mm-hmm. So apparently, he was hurt the night before. Yeah, and so there's an oh, he was. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just like telling more of the story, and it was gonna get answered on Raw. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I th- I think that's not must not be too bad because like if they're still doing the uh, the angle, which is also seemingly setting up a match, which you would hope. Um, they better. Yeah, eventually. Fuck. Um, so Dom comes out, and Dom lasts so long in the Rumble. Uh, 25 minutes. Yeah, what the fuck? Young um, legend, ex-con he's cool Dom. Now. He's cool I, now. He went to he's, jail, he's cool now. He's been cool. Nobody wanted to admit it. You know who really helped me get into Dominic is John yeah. Pollock from Post. Because whenever he does the recaps, he's like... But mommy, you don't understand. I'm not gonna make it in jail, mommy. And just the way he would always like recap would crack me up. And then I started watching the Dominic segments, and I was like, "These are great." Judgment Day mm-hmm. really saved Dominic. Yeah. And who'd have thought that Judgment Day was gonna end up actually being cool? Because there was a while there where it wasn't that cool. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Booker T showed up. I was gonna say my favorite thing though about the Dom segments, oh, like the sorry. first the first one is just right like Dom, please, you don't have to, Dom, don't. Just like him begging like in his Rey Mysterio voice in his mask like during family holidays. It's so <laughs> funny. It's great. I just I hope he just sits there like it. He has like a home leisurely mask, kind of like how like Liger had like his commentating mask. He has mm-hmm. like ah, oh, this is my home watching TV mask. <laughs> I just think he knew there was going to be cameras there. No, no, no. Okay, mask all the time. You think yeah, he has a mask with three D glasses built in for three D movies? Yeah, <laughs> and those yeah. fucking red and blue. It's the one- it's his it's his Navi mask. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's it's also like those one like movie theaters that like will fucking beat you up in the chair and shit. Forty like, <laughs> X. Yeah, fuck. Last resort, the movie theater. I wish it was like that, but it was like a person had to stand next to you, and it's like water, and they just throw a cup of water in your face and stuff. Just kind of shove you. Sorry, it's Rocky. Ugh, ugh. You know Uncle Howdy did not jump off that scaffolding. He was actually watching the show in a 40X chair, and the chair oh. threw him. Just, yeah, it threw him off. It, it was unfortunate. He's driving a car with a steering wheel. Too small. <laughs> Um, uh, Booker Booker T came out. Yeah, he's that was that was the only like quote unquote surprise. I guess besides like Logan Paul, but I mean, dude, Booker T's in shape, and it still took him like two minutes to get to the ring. Yeah, right when right when I saw how long the entryway was, I my first thought was Muta is not or Muto is not doing a surprise because I was like okay I could totally see him doing one last like WWE appearance or whatever right mm. and then I saw it and I was like there's no fucking way dude even if he's won he's not going to be out by the time <laughs> it's over yeah, yeah I mean I um apparently even after his uh, uh match like that he had like Sting and Darby and everybody um apparently he was in a wheelchair after that like, that's how bad he is so just Jesus. I could, just imagine somebody like wheeling him through like running and wheeling him throughout that whole thing then him trying to fucking do like any of his spots be fucking wild hey you can still throw that elbow drop he asked darby if he was a young boy 
<laughs> oh god. Just like, dude. <laughs> um uh. Booker T did his his spinneroonie. He did. Apparently, which is, apparently, apparently he's he was told he could never do that again. Maybe that was a joke I saw on Twitter. I don't know. Gunther, you could see Gunther smiling in the back while he was doing it because Gunther was getting ready to like throw out Booker or whatever. And you could see Gunther smile because like him and Ludwig are such geeks, dude, in real life. Have you seen that video where Ludwig's just guessing? Here comes the pain characters. He's like, Rico, Basham, Rodney Mac, Rodney Mac. And Gunther's like, yeah, yeah, Rodney Mac, man. And they just know them all. <laughs> I just want to. I want to. I want an audio only of that. And just so just them naming names. I just want that like on repeat in my head. You don't have a good showing. Um, oh, we gotta talk about Edge. Edge came out. As mm-hmm. always, I'm excited. Yeah, you were in your Edge pants. That was my wrestling pants. Yeah. Uh, Unless I go to Brady's, I'm gonna switch. Yeah. Uh, Braun had a pretty good showing. Braun was fun to watch in this. Uh, and as I said yesterday, um, and I'll say it here, I'm really getting mad because I'm enjoying Braun a lot. Like he's he found his spot. He is like a giant, but it's like he's actually starting to work. And now they're teaming him with with Ricochet, which is kind of a weird but kind of cool team. I, I like it because then, like Ricochet can just work most of the match, and then Braun come in do his big guy stuff, and they can get some wins. Easy to oh, yeah. basically Jarrah show 2.0. I wish it was Jarrah. Not oh my god. Okay, Ricochet though, like <laughs> when they were like high fiving after every move at first, I was like, this is the most ricochet thing ever. <laughs> Doing cool shit and then making yourself look like a loser yeah. in the process. Like, like just... Ricochet is such a fucking dork. Oh my god, dude. When, whenever Trevor from Paducah like just seeps out of him, you can just tell. <laughs> hey man, it's me, Trevor. I can do the flip. It's like you would like, oh, like it's just like all the wrestlers who are cool, like in the ring, like are the biggest dorks outside of the ring, like or they're just fucking predators. Like Kenny Omega is such a dweeb and almost insufferable, but he's the best at his craft. Okada is just a big silly guy, so Okada is different. No, he's um, a fucking weirdo too. So. He's a fucking weirdo too. <laughs> but. He, I still think he's cool, and maybe it's because I don't speak Japanese. That's probably um, it. But like, Ricochet could do some really cool shit, but he's just a dork. Gargano mem- is a fucking dork. Do you remember the like a couple months where Ricochet, for whatever reason, was like his gear was jeans and he had taped fist? Like he was like, I'm gonna fucking be a bare knuckle fighter, and like th- then he just stopped. <laughs> just one day, he was just wearing gear again. I. <laughs> Shit like that to me is really funny because it's literally you can just tell it's a guy just like trying to throw shit at the wall and see if something sticks. Like maybe somebody will like me in jeans, I guess. <laughs> like I was, I'm like a multiple time mid card champion. Like how how have they dropped the ball on me so many times in like three years? <laughs> yeah, Who are we like, talking about again? Ricochet. Ricochet. Oh, see, dude, I completely forgot, too. You said jeans, and I was like, who the fuck even? And then it was just, I had completely forgot about Ricochet. His his wow. jeans face? Uh, ricochet, it's like, you like Ricochet in the ring is so great. And, like, he did so many cool things in this. Like, like the Logan Paul spot, Um, we'll get to that, but it was so great. And then, like, 
you understand maybe why he's where he's at because the moment they fucking like it, like fucking Mackenzie Mitchell like hands him a mic, it's like, oh no. <laughs> like he he wanted like growing up so hard to be the Rock, and then it's like La Knight just comes in and is the Rock immediately. Yeah, like just Ricochet can't fucking talk. Like you that's the Rock's there. cooking man. Me, Trevor. <laughs> Like yeah. he, he gets Shirani face when he gives promos. <laughs> um, uh, Logan Paul, there's this thing every time I hear his music and see him, I'm like, oh god, here we go again. And then he impresses me. What's his fucking deal? How is he like good? Like I don't he's get so it. good. Well, he's missing most of his brain. So I think he can focus on just wrestling. The other part he straight up bye-bye. he straight up got a concussion when he was a kid and in his brain lost anything that has any like feelings for other people. He lost the well, empathy part a, of his brain. Literally a psychopath. This is Ricochet? <laughs> no, this no, is um, this Logan Paul. Oh, oh see? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Ricochet. I was interested for the first time. (laughs) Wait, he lacks the part in his brain to make him care about other people. I was like, now we're talking about Ricochet. That sounds like someone named Ricochet. Trevor from Maduka is a literal psychopath. (laughs) The Maduka Madman. Did marry Tessa or not marry Jesus? He did date Tessa Blanchard. So now he's engaged to the ring announcer. True. Oh, him and him and uh, Rome? him and Maga gymnast aren't uh, together anymore. No, they're not. Oh my gosh! Make America um, Ninja Warrior great again. Yeah, that's like, hey, hey, Ricochet, two in a row. You dated two <laughs> real shitheads in a row. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Logan Paul Ricochet spot. Might be the most memorable spot of the night. The, yeah, the double springboard from opposite sides of the rig and just fucking belly flopped. Yeah, they just hit each other. It was great. It was fun. Um, also, uh, Logan Paul's buckshot was great. Hey, CM Punk, how you doing? He's a cancer. Stay away from me. Bye bye, Phil. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good Seth Rollins. What, it is. I will. I will say it's really funny that it was Nick Hausman that fucking. Dude, uh, yes. <laughs> like it couldn't be more perfect. It's like it's Nick Hausman, who, for those that didn't know, he was the one that actually covered the trial because he's a Chicago guy. He covered oh. the trial like every day was there, and then he was the one at the um, uh, infamous press conference with CM Punk, the media scrum. Oh. He was the first one. It's like I got a question for you. Do you do uh, improv? Who you do improv with, huh, Nick? It's, oh. That was the guy. He was the guy that oh. started it all because he used to do improv with Scott Colton. Oh, that uh, yeah. makes Seth, so much sense. Seth, Seth knew what he was doing for sure with that, and I think even Bill, for the asshole he is, would probably got, see that Seth knew what he was doing. Like, <laughs> all those factors. I love how he goes, we learned it over there, we knew it over here. <laughs> we move on. He starts reading text from Moxley. Dog, this fucking guy, his friend just bit Kenny. I can't fucking deal with this anymore. I want to go on vacation, but now Tony says I have to be champion. Yeah. Did, did Seth just like 
What happened? Did he just... Nick Housen was talking about like the rumors about CM Punk, and he's like, oh, Phil, CM Punk. It's like, he's a jerk. It's like, they knew it. They found out over there. We knew it over here. Stay away, Phil. You're a cancer. In his character voice and was like <laughs> dancing and sh- like fucking shucking and jiving. Now like, assured, a Seth just assured that if CM Punk ever comes back, that's going to be his first feud. That's fair. <laughs> And he probably maybe he was on ecstasy like when he was doing those cameos. Okay, yeah, he was. He, was, he had to be high then at least. <laughs> uh, Cody came out number thirty. Cody thirty, yeah, huge pop. I think has more than one royal family. Um, yeah, it's great. Cody looked um, good. He did the fucking gold dust spot like twice. It looks hey. so cool when he does it. Yeah, I love that one. Does it? Uppercut. He did the fucking shattered dreams. He kicked the guy in the dick hole. Oh, what I liked too. So he did. He did the gold dust. The uh, drop to the floor, hit him. Whatever. The first time he did a kick, which is what I liked. I liked that he changed it slightly. Yeah. Um, I guess just a just a couple notes. I, this was like compared to last year's Royal Rumble. That's the last time I watched WWE. So, and that was no joke, probably one of my least favorite matches I've ever seen. I was gonna, we were talking about it last night, how much last year sucked. Like, yeah. And it, it felt like the culmination of just the disrespect for all talents, you know? And this year did not have that, which I enjoyed. Like, no part timers coming out. Like, the, the only weird booking decisions to me was, Cody coming in at number 30 to be the underdog baby right? face. I think right? I think that you could have put him as two and had Sheamus and Drew come in after. I think you could have told a much better story if it was Cody and Gunther throughout the whole thing. And then they have that big match at the end too, because it was like, all right, they're like the whole time Cody and Gunther are fighting. They're like, Cody, entry number 30, and Gunther now breaking the record at 72 minutes of active wrestling. And Cody's <laughs> like, oh, you know, that and then. Santos Escobar, I think, is the one guy who really just got swept under the rug in this rumble. Um, four minutes in it, eliminated by Brock. And then I did I had no clue Johnny Gargano was in this for 30 minutes. I honestly did not know Gargano was in the rumble. Did he do anything? <laughs> he didn't do anything that cool. Okay. Um, he did he had zero eliminations, but I mean, I saw him run out and get and like in the ring and that's cool for me yeah, yeah. pretty much she was just kind of there yeah Word. um the final but, four was bonkers oh do you have more notes sorry no no, no sorry okay. i was uh, yeah no i love the final four say that and uh the final three whole thing was awesome the final two was sick i just wish cody wasn't 30 it's yeah. like the most Cody troll thing where it's like, I'm the baby face. I'm the best in the world. But then like, there's just like that aspect of like, but you're number 30, you fucking asshole. Like yeah, he, he had been teasing like stuff with the number three on his social media too. And like, that's the flare spot. He should have gone three. Like, yeah. I really, <sighs> I really wonder like if, you know, he's cleared, but not a hundred percent. Yeah. That's like, my thought. Too. And so I, my th- honest thought is like, maybe he like, he thought he was going to be three. And then, like, like eh, maybe you shouldn't be in the match that long, yeah. like, and change plans because yeah, thirty's a weird spot. Especially like if he's pre-announced. If he had just been a surprise, like Cena coming out at thirty that one year, um, when he has been out for like two months, when it was like a 
10 month injury. Um, I, that would have been fine, but pre announcing that he's going to be in it and then having yeah. him come out of 30 is. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm looking. Cody was in it for 15 minutes. Gunther yep. is 72 minutes. <laughs> so um, almost yep. an hour on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fi- oh. having the final four was a little weird. Having Logan Paul in the final four, I don't oh. love it. It was it was Seth, Logan, Gunther, and Cody. Yeah, I thought and it was like, Theory, but then they faked us out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Theory would have been a little better. Um, but which is a weird thing to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think lo- the Logan Paul thing is just like trying to get that mass audience thing, that crossover mm-hmm. audience, because yeah, well, it's great and, for that, you know. And that media match between him and him and Seth is gonna be it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, so Logan wild. Paul eliminates Seth Rollins. Yeah. Also, I like that um when Cody came in, like and him and Seth had that confrontation. And like fucking Seth just sounds like they sing my song like you're not doing this to me again. I I really like that because like you you obviously have to fucking talk about the fact that the only matches that Cody really had aside from like he fought the Miz on like a <laughs> Raw and some shit was he fought Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and like yeah like if you don't like do anything with that it's like what are you doing? So I'm glad they they had that interaction. You needed it. Mm-hmm. And then Gunther and Cody just had a fucking match. Mm. Yeah. It's fucking great. It felt like it was like 20 minutes. I know it wasn't, but it was wow. It was so fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was seven minutes. Um, which is a really good I think that's a good amount of time for uh, doing that match within the match. Um it really, really reminded me of 2007 HBK and Undertaker, um, which is like one of my favorite ones because it, that kind of sets up things down the road. Things like the next year, they're both like they're one and two. Um, mm. So it's like you kind of pick up from there, and then that leads to like their um, WrestleMania matches that they had and everything. So um, I really like that um, kind of shit. And they just worked a great match, and everybody knew Cody was winning. There's just those couple times where like Gunther would hit like that power bomb or just fucking mm-hmm. chop the shit out of him. And you're like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. It gives you that little, just that little shred of like out and makes it fun also um even though it was only like a little bit of time cody's chest was beat the shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that one uh chop he took where he, is it the disaster kick that like that he does like the drop kick around the corner it, yeah yeah he was like going to do that and when gunther chopped him out of the air from that that was he fucked well, definitely fucked and yeah um it's uh, yeah he uh Goes for like a big slam, comes out of it, hits crossroads, dumps him out. Cody wins. Crowd goes wild. Um, great pop. Do the fireworks, the point. Everything was great. Like that was such a good men's rumble. It was uh, an all timer to me. It's up there with like the 2001 with like Kane or like 97. Like that's the one where Austin's like sitting on the corner. Or, like even like a, a 2020 rumble, like for a recent rumble comes to mind. Cause that's the one where Brock fucking kills people the first half and then they do the the ricochet drew got, get him out and then it's just a whole new match and everything just feels and, and then fresh. edge came back edge comes back and the camera misses Dolph taking like an insane bump <laughs> and then aj takes an insane bump gets injured um yeah great time aj yeah. gets injured around mania a lot yeah he does maybe he does it on purpose i don't want to fight shane again man <laughs> hey, it's softball season man 
<laughs> He's like Sid. Um, we also failed to mention uh the the opening of the the Royal Rumble show, which was uh Pat McAfee coming out That's to true. do commentary. <laughs> Michael Cole's best friend. Yeah, My- Michael Cole just losing his shit. I'm I'm so impressed actually that I'm assuming that they actually did work Michael Cole, like, and he didn't know Pat McAfee was coming back, and that's impressive just because of how involved, uh, like he is in the production side of things. They're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna toss another commentator on here and keep it secret from you this whole time. <laughs> and th- then then his um. Then, like, his best friend comes in, and Corey's like, oh, come on. He's like, that's my best friend, Pat. Pat's here. Just, like, a little kid, like, when, like, their favorite uncle's there. <laughs> like, oh, he's here. <laughs> and then he's probably stoked he has another drinking buddy. <laughs> um, Grain well, alcohol. We... Yeah. Grain alcohol in his fucking cup, I'll tell you that. Um, should we talk about a match of the decade contender? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we Mountain should do pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Honestly, honestly, it looked badass. I don't give a fuck. It looked tight. It looked Ooh. like Batman and Robin when they fight those hockey players. In the oh, fuck. exactly. The best one. Actually, I, I'm a forever guy, but um, they like the black light was sick. The fucking confetti was dope. Ray Wyatt looked insane with his fucking eyes and his zebra paint mask. Hmm. He did look insane. Um, that Jeff yeah. Hardy ass shit. Could I tell you what happened in the match? Not at all. I think there were two sister Abigails. Maybe I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, uh, Uncle Howdy jumped off a big thing and missed L.A. Night. Apparently. Yeah, but it, it looked cool. But yeah, definitely. It was the 4DX chair. Don't twist the narrative. <laughs> That's fair. 4DX needs to pay for their crimes. <laughs> I just want to know who Uncle Howdy is. And I think uh, it's 12 people. Yeah, I don't oh, think it's Dallas. one person. And I love that. Like, and I think it, he might never unmask. It might be Uncle one of those things. Or the, or the story will fizzle away before he unmasks. Because that seems to happen to Bray. Yeah, but somebody else is in charge, so they're gonna like this has already been going on for a long time. Um, what if it's Orton? What if he's been back the whole time, just hanging out in that house? The crew six, the crew six. I can't believe he burned down fucking Bray's shack as a baby face. As a baby face turn. turn. My my favorite part of it is he torches it, and then he does his fucking Randy Orton pose as there's a house on fire. I mean, every time I let a house on fire, I do that though. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, like real question: What percentage? Much. What percentage of the time does Randy do that when he when he's coming? Fifty. Ninety. Ninety-seven. I'd say it's like probably forty percent these days, but that's because he's improved a lot as a person. <laughs> every now and then, and he's like looking into a mirror at himself. He's like, oh. Sorry. His wife also seems kind of like a shitty person. She probably likes it. He <laughs> can only come if he's looking at himself doing his pose. Um, uh, Bianca Belair beat Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and then they did some Uncle Howdy bullshit at the end of this one, too. 
Luckily, it was, was just a it video just, package. Yeah, it was just like video stuff, like kind of showing all the stuff she's been through, her past traumas. Yeah. I'm just glad it was only seven minutes. Mm. Yeah. It was fine. Like, there's been worse matches. Alexa can be okay. Like, we were talking about last night. It's like, they just, she hit a ceiling. They don't know what to do with her now. And it's just like, it kind of sucks. Because, like, I wish she was so good. She's better as, like, the mean girl. Like, I, I don't like this sweet uh, stuff. Yeah, and, like, she did actually give a pretty good promo, like, a week or two ago on Raw, where it's like, she was just talking straight into camera. wasn't trying to be too spooky. She was just being kind of direct and mean. Like, in an almost spooky way. It's like, oh, shit. Like, why would you say that? Yeah. Like, oh, you... She is really good at what she does. They just, like, yeah. I mean, Naya's back. Um, so, it's, uh, you know, just redo that storyline, I guess. Yeah, that's fun. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to that now. Royal Rump- Women's Royal Rumble match. Dope. It rocked. Um, Rhea and Liv started out. And spoiler, they go all the way. Uh, that one, was awesome. One hour, one minute, and seven seconds for each of them. That sick, so sick. Live like it was perfect for live to like keep her over when she's not going to be involved in a title for a good long while. Like she has that just like little accomplishment to like always like point out as like a baby face thing. So good. Uh, Emma came out number four. Uh, that was a surprise to me because I didn't know she was back. Dude, Did I had, she... yeah, was this a return or a surprise? No. What is this? Triple, she, she's been back. Yeah. Triple H, when he got in control, just started signing people to fill the division out. So it, yeah. it's like, don't have to, it doesn't have to all be surprises. There's like mid and lower card women now. Like, okay. Okay. I just had no idea what her status was. I was like, oh, is this like how um, they did Mickey James from Impact last year? Um, her status is taken by R- by Riddick Moss. Yeah, Riddick Moss. Oh, Madcap Day. Yeah, wow, we Mad-, Mad Madcap and her are being paired off on screen. Um, they even did a mixed tag with uh, against Karrion Cross and Scarlett, and that was Scarlett's oh. first uh, wrestling <sighs> match on TV for WWE. You know wow. what's something great? That's the first time we've mentioned Carrying Cross this entire podcast, and I think it was it was awesome how little he was featured. Just a total fucking non-factor. I he goes it. in there, has his hair, and gets kicked out by Drew. Yeah, fucking Jason Siegel looking ass, just like walking out there. It was he weird. did get rolled up by Ray on TV this week as well. Don't you dare disrespect Jason Siegel that way. They look the same, especially in profile. Doesn't look like Marshall, and I will not accept this. <laughs> um, Roxanne, Roxanne Perez came out, yeah, uh, from an, the NXT champion, NXT Women's Champion. That's dope. Um, um when they did a bunch of cool moves, you know, didn't eliminate anyone, like a good little spot, like then took all of damage control to take her out. So, like, this cool yeah. little spot to get damage you know, control shine. Uh, Candice come out, comes out. She didn't have a great showing, but you know what? I love her. So she was, shout she out. Was, it felt like she was there for a while. She was just five minutes. Hanging. Oh, really? It felt like yeah. a lot longer. But maybe it's because I think her hair and Tegan Knox's hair like they remind me of the same thing. Uh, yeah. I'm Candy. 
Zoe right. Stark came out from NXT. That was she, dope. She she took a lot of people's fucking moves. Yeah. You need somebody to do that. It's like the the first Women's Royal Rumble. It's like if you watch that one, Sasha takes like everybody's like when they come in and do like come in to do their like opening spots to get people all hyped because you know it's fucking Dana Brooke. Um, they come and do their moves. Um, Sasha on that first Women's Royal Rumble took everybody's stuff. Everybody Mm. did their moves to Sasha. I think she took the Molly go round in that. Like, yeah, the the Lita moonsault. Like she took it all. Um, this isn't like anything special, but Zia Lee had, a, she just looked badass the whole time. Um, I don't know if they're using her well, but she rocked. I don't know. Um, I'm barely using her, but yeah, she actually lost a, like a qualifying match to get into the rumble, but ended up in it anyways against Tegan Knox in like okay. two minutes. Yeah. Um, Asuka came back. Asuka. She looks fucking scary as hell. Mm-hmm. It looks like Hana, and I I love that. I got the face paint going. Also, and I said this yesterday while watching it. Um, she moves so much faster than everybody else. Like yep. when she's wrestling, it is so fast and it's so great. But it's just so funny. She always has, but she definitely looks like she got like a little bit more like cut right now, like less built. Like she she looked like she just slimmed down a little bit, but was still like super like muscular and ripped mm-hmm. right now. So like she's probably moving faster because she's getting older. It probably feels good to like just like get go down a little bit. Yeah, it's just like watching like it's just I don't even know if this happens. Like her and Tamina gonna be there, and it's like one's gonna move very fast, and one's not moving fast at all. <laughs> it's like when Ray came back in the like whatever Rumble that was twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Came back and was just like. Oh, he's faster than every other person in this match. Like, oh yeah, especially because he had just come off the Indies, and so it's like he's working that fast. Uh, ricochet, yeah, ricochet. <laughs> um, Piper, Piper Niven showed up. Uh, okay, so you may know her as Dewdrop. I got so um, somebody's been on the show before. Jordan, he has for. Months, years, even since the the since Dewdrop showed up, they always said she's gonna get her name back, and he had all these convoluted ideas that she was gonna get Piper Niven back, and she was gonna get Piper Niven back. The moment that happened, I was sitting down on the couch next to you, Ocher. I'm like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it! And then I get a fucking call from Jordan, and he just said, laughs and just says her fucking name changed and hung up. <laughs> It's pretty is pretty incredible. Like just called shot from you that you were about to get that call. Yep. Yeah. And so she's Piper Nivenian and also had a great showing. Yep, twenty eight minutes. Um the first legend came uh, to me. <laughs> we can skip right over that. You may, uh, Chelsea... you may know you may know her father, uh, famous murderer, Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> uh Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea per- Grin's in there. Perfect little spot too. Like five five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they did a, like a post match like on dot com um, or YouTube or whatever, and she said that she's like going to complain and report everybody. They're going <laughs> to they're leading into the Karen character, and as I said yesterday, that's something like that's perfect for Chelsea Grin because um, I've seen her wrestle where it was good, but like for the most part, like, she's good with the character stuff. I like yeah. like the hot mess Laurel Van Ness, like that stuff was insane. Um, and so I'm glad they're just like, go do some fun little fucking bullshit. I'm excited. Um, to see it. Yeah, she can get brought up to a really great match. 
She can't let. I don't think she necessarily lead one from whatever I've, I've seen, seen her so do a destroyer. Hmm? Um, in poison. Yeah. Um, has a better moveset than her husband, that's for sure. But wow. Speaking of, Cardona tweeted out last night. Day one back in WWE, my wife has already broke an all-time record. So proud of you, baby. <laughs> like King That's and so Queen good. or something like that. It's perfect. Love Cardona. Cardona is like what Cardona and Green are essentially to me what Miz and Marie should be. <laughs> like if they could just I, I just I don't understand who in their fucking life has any remote interest in the Miz as a human being, much less a wrestler enough to watch his show. I'm like, give that to Cordona and Chelsea, dude. Just whatever the Miz and Maurice are doing, just give it all to them. I don't know if uh Chelsea is actually as crazy as Maurice. <laughs> oh, I know nothing not. about Maurice. Um I've watched a bit of uh when she was on Total Divas that one season. Uh-huh. And she seems like a crazy person. And but Miz is like on those shows is just like the most just guy guy. It's like I want to eat a cheeseburger and oh the game's on mm-hmm. and fantasy football. Um, it's almost like he's trying to play. Like, I'm just every man. Oh, he is. Watch that if watch the heels episode about him that uh, like documentary series they did last year. Uh, it's fascinating because you realize like. Oh, even when the Miz is just being Mike in in public, no, he's being a character still. Like he, he's mm-hmm. like you see him drop it on that documentary, and it's like, oh, hey, you're just a dude from Cleveland who's super insecure. And so you play that character, mm-hmm. even in life. <laughs> um, I know I've said a lot in a row. Uh, Zelina Vega came out uh, with some Street Fighter shit promoting the new Street Fighter game. That's cool for her. Yeah, she's a dog. Oh. The the character is yeah. known as the foot fetish character in Street Fighter. She doesn't wear shoes in the game, and apparently, after she like finishes you, her like uh, her like kill screen is she just like looks at you in the screen and then she sticks her foot up and then her bare foot's just like in the middle of the screen and just stays and, there. And then it says written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. Um, so. Or just any Japanese video game studio. Yep. Um, <laughs> or just Capcom. Um, <laughs> That's um, all I know, though. I'm going to kill time until Isai gets back. So uh, Michelle McCool showed up. In the Uggs. I love how they kept referencing the Uggs. She was, she was uh, in... She was in the crowd and then stealing the spot from her from John Cena in his match against her husband (laughs) at WrestleMania. And she seemed surprised, which was weird. She was wearing shitty pants. I thought her pants were actually cool, which is funny. I was like, those look comfy. I'm sure they're comfy. They just had some real Christian symbology on it. Oh, Oh, did they? Yeah, they're like there's like shitty motor like biker crosses on it. I just liked all the pockets. Um, <laughs> really, I was like, well, I could fit a lot of weed pens in that thing. So, but I just okay, want to be so a yoga kid, mom, Noah. <laughs> pretty much, honestly, that's when I was in Brooklyn. I just wanted to wear very flowy things. So, <laughs> um, Michelle McCool was like standing next to her kids though, and then she no shit was like one sec. Got up in her Uggs for five minutes, came back. She's like, I just made $26,000 and then just bought her kid's shit, probably. Like, that's incredible. I wish I could do that. 
Oh man. Uh, like Brock, how much Brock made for this Rumble appearance? He was in there for like what, forty seconds or something. Yeah, but he had to like take actually... off his shirt and put on shorts. In there for two and a half Tied minutes. He probably <laughs> made like three million dollars last night. God. What if it was a shoot and you were like in there, like you got more money each minute you were in there? <laughs> they just had to fight. So, uh, what would you I do thought... if you're at the Rumble and it's like Michelle McCool and then right after it's like Osher and it's your fucking picture and then you have to enter the Rumble now and it's just like <laughs> you're in Uggs too. What do you do? <laughs> I posted um, a picture well... of Michelle McCool like in the little text chat thing here and um, she's always had those crosses um, on her gear because she's like super Christian oh. and um, like her her finisher was called the Faith Breaker which was the uh, Styles Clash. Oh, yeah. So did, some... did AJ Styles take it from her because he loves the Lord? I was about to say AJ was like, "Damn, why not call it that, brother?" <laughs> uh, no, she definitely took it from him because she didn't start wrestling till the Diva Search. Um, and so yeah, um, I I knew what her move was called. I was talking about this with Brady yesterday because I used to take it on the Creative Wrestler guys because it was the Styles Clash, and oh. I they didn't have the Styles Clash, but they'd have the Faith Breaker. I'm like, fuck yeah. Why? Why is my guy not using the style stuff? Should but, uh, go back and find whatever year of game Yoshitatsu would have been in the game, and just give hit that finisher to him constantly. <laughs> oh my god! But to answer Yoshitatsu, your question, oh, it broke his neck. No, you go, you go. So all Japan Pro Wrestling has a pro wrestling tea store, and the only merchandise they have in it is Yoshitatsu merch. They don't have <laughs> anything else. They don't have fucking. AJPW branded merch, just Yoshitatsu stuff. DDT has like 30 different wrestlers, all the other companies. Even Big Japan has more shirts. All Japan is just a Yoshitatsu store. I will never understand it. I, I hope he's still doing his uh, Bullet Club Hunter gimmick where he also then just steals like Triple H's mannerisms. No, dude. So he's now the leader of the Yoshitatsu army with like, uh, I want to say it's like Sego Tachibana um takeyuki ueki and he for a while he was doing like like nobihiro takata type like style like martial arts matches and he was just fighting like karate dudes and when i say these are the worst fucking matches i've ever seen that's an understatement <laughs> it would just be a regular all japan show with a like a random 15 minute yoshitatsu and i say this in quotes martial arts match and then he like won the three man titles on his own, I think, for a bit. It's a well, weird yeah. fucking time. And the, he, basically, Yoshitatsu is the Cody Rhodes of all Japan. It is the Yoshitatsu verse, <laughs> if you ever want to enter. It's, is it kind of like back like when Cody was still in AEW and they'd like everything around it would be fine, but it's like, like, it's like somebody pulls the curtain so it closes and it opens back up. It's like, I'm for Cody. And then, like, it just felt like a totally different show that it'd go away, then everything else is, like, cohesive again. Is it like that? Um, I mean, it's like, let's say you're watching, let's say you're watching Game of Thrones, and then, like, 25 minutes in, there's a five-minute Adult Swim short, and then it goes back to the show, <laughs> and they don't mention it or anything, and then it's just Game of Thrones again. Like that's how I would describe it. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Um, Nia Jax came out at number thirty. Not like most girls, though. 
And I was, Isai was saying it. I didn't believe him because I didn't want to believe him. And God, what a fart. Like, what a fart. Yeah. They even did the self-aware thing where, like, they're being self-aware of the fact that nobody likes her. Yeah. And used her to get, you know, heat or whatever. Or just, you know, whatever that is. But it's like, it's still no one cared. It was uh, was true. Nobody cared still. It was so funny, though. But if that's like... Everybody fucking stops. And then they just like, let's fucking get her. Dude, yeah. When she walked out, when she was standing on the outside of the ring and everyone's on the inside, all I could think was like, like was it David Attenborough voice, like the Planet Earth narrative? And he's like, time has passed, Nia Jax. Like, dude, she has no purpose being in this company doing anything. She doesn't want to be there. No. And like, aggressively has said that she doesn't want to wrestle. Like, why offer her the money to wrestle, Trips? Get I mean, anyone else. I'm very much hoping reason? it's a one-off. Has there been yeah. any set, like talk if she's signed again? or? Mike Johnson of Dirt Sheet fame said that uh, it was supposed to just be a one-off from what he heard. And he was okay, the one that, that would be great. That initially That's... reported it twice. Like He reported Is... once saying he didn't have it confirmed, then he like posted a confirmation. So um, That's what he is saying, so I hope it's true. His... His... Do you think it's just to try to convince The Rock to show up? But at this point, we'll talk about the main event. The Rock is unnecessary. The Rock's a different thing anyway. But no, it's it's more so that um, there's people that I think Triple H likes. And Naya was there when he was running NXT. And he probably has a little bit of loyalty to her. I would, and I would almost even guess, like, I feel like... Tr- like Trips probably reached out to all of his kids when they were released. Um, yeah. And including Nia, he probably has kept in touch and like she probably felt a little bitter about how it happened and probably was honest with him about that. Just, uh, she doesn't know when to shut up, so I think she would even say that was a valid thing too. Um, he probably is just doing a make good, like a way to do like make good for one of his kids. Like. Yeah, and- I mean, and if Carl Anderson can come back after everything, then I'm pretty sure most people can. After the way he was fucking burying trips on every fucking podcast he could, which was hilarious. When they walked back out, oh, it was so good. Well, let's talk about the main event. Oh, wait, we're not done yet. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, the main event, Hardy performing live at at four hours and twelve minutes. We gotta, into a we Royal gotta Rumble finish, show. We gotta finish this Rumble. Is what we gotta do. Um, the final four was uh, Nikki Cross, Oscar, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley. Um, I, I was, I was hyped. Um. Nikki again, like I said, Nikki Cross having to fucking do that big run. <laughs> um, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, Ripley were the final two. Uh, Ripley had seven eliminations, so they started it and finished it, which is fucking badass. Mm. Um, um, let's there. Benoit did that right with whoever was in number two with him. Then um, British Bulldog and Sean did it. Uh, okay, no, the next year was the sh- no, no that that was the year that was the absurdly short one because they mm. like had such a shit roster. Like, we just got to get this fucking done. It's thirty <laughs> seconds be- between 
Right. Yeah, you're pretty much just run into the ring like one after another because it was like fucking Skinner and the Rumble and shit like that. Like just bullshit people. Me, I was there. <laughs> uh, but Rhea Rhea's the winner. Um, which was expected. Um, I predicted that she would uh be in the final four of the men's Rumble. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, so she's probably gonna fight Bianca. That'll be cool. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I was sitting there. Where is she gonna fight Charlotte? You, you, it needs to be Bianca. Okay. Okay. Um, they need to keep her away from Charlotte after they did the stupid things they did a couple years ago. Um, that's true. Uh, yeah, and Charlotte just came back. Like, she's a baby face. Hmm. Oh, okay. I just let people cheer her because the people aren't going to cheer her over uh, fucking Rhea. Rhea That's very true. I mean, though, like Bianca and Rhea is kind of that way too. Like Rhea's a heel, but people fucking love her. Yeah, people do love her. It'll, it'll just be a good time. But I think people are just gonna be excited for the clash. Okay, yeah, it'll be, it'll be neat. It'll be yeah, neat rematch of a uh, a match we saw in NXT at NXT Portland. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? I thought you said R.I.P. I did. So, takeovers, oh. yeah. That was the last oh, yeah. full, full arena takeover ever. The one that wow. we were at. Well, let's talk about Hardy. Wow, y'all killed NXT. We did. It wasn't my fault. That's what you get for going to Portland. It was Vince's fault. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, that was in February 2020. Some people probably died from being there. <laughs> I went. I, I I was at the final takeover and the final dynamite. It was me. <laughs> I, oh. I I did this. You were probably at the final po- like poppy live performance. I don't think she was on tour or anything at that point. Oh fuck! I'm just ruining everybody's life. Mm. So some fun hearty facts, real quick. Ooh. All right. Hardy was actually born in Philadelphia. What a fucking poser! Philadelphia, Mississippi. Gotcha. On September 13th, 1990, to Mike and Sarah Hardy. Of course, Michael Wilson, first name. You know, he was originally a singer-songwriter for people like Florida Georgia Line, Chris Lane, Blake Shelton, Dallas Smith, Thomas Rhett, Morgan Whalen. It wasn't until... Yeah, it really wasn't until his debut album, A Rock, for Big Loud, Mal- uh, Big Loud Records, um, on top of his uh, hit mixtape, Hicks Tape, Volume 1, uh, when he first charted his hit singles, Red Necker and One Beer. Um, and then after the feature on Some Things Never Change by, um, oh my god, it's just gonna, Dallas Smith, that's who it is. Sorry, it was on the tip of my tongue. Everything really changed then. Um and that's, I guess, that's all I have right now. Dave hasn't talked a lot much more about Hardy, so I'll have to report <laughs> back once he, or Fightful report. So when Sean Ross Sapp gets his big report on Hardy. Yep. Hard uh, for Hardy. I, I want to hear Dave talk about Hardy. Holy shit. Wonder, what music does he like? Does he like, like, fucking Rush? Uh, he- Devo and... It, I'm pretty sure a lot of denim. He, he uh, told Mike Brown back ten uh, that his uh, favorite uh, artist is Bruce Springsteen. I want to say, and cool. like, it, and it took him like like ten minutes to get the answer out. 
Well, then you know what? Meltzer rocks. Shout out Meltzer. Um, let, Roman I could Reigns see him being a big Hootie and the Blowfish guy. <laughs> Roman Whoa. Reigns. Okay, Jeremy McKinney from A Day to Remember is on Hardy's album. Whoa, <laughs> what real so rocker? The, so the new album is called The Mockingbird and the Crow. Mockingbird, lowercase, crow, capitalized. Double album, concept album. I'm talking speaker box, love below. First half country, second half rock, okay? Rock music. Second half, Jeremy McKinnon, A Day to Remember. That's rock. That's, that's Chris Gaines. That's rock. That's rock. <laughs> Roll. Yeah, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Wow. Sorry. Wow. I, I am fascinated roll. by a Hardy, I guess, now. You want to know what his controversies are? Yeah. On his, on his Wikipedia? Did he do a of them are slur. I was going to say, how many of them are slurs related? There are none. Okay? Don't judge a book by its cover. Come on. He's, the he's only thing pretty- it says is he, he proposed to his wife. I want to I say that's pronounced Kaylee. It's one of those, like... You know, spellings. Oh, we're from Idaho. We're from Idaho. We're familiar with those spellings. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yep. Hardy. That's Hardy for you. Thanks for listening to the Hardy cast. Uh, Check out uh, next week. We'll do a deep dive on uh, one of the records. Genuine Hardy boys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Roman Reigns. Be Kevin Owens. Wow. So um, we'll talk about the match. We'll talk post. Um, match is good. Um, yeah, I, I had a, match a good is time. great. Um, they gave Kevin a, uh, the visual pin after the ref bump. Um, he kicked out of what? Three spears? He kicked out of a few spears, which doesn't happen. Like that. That's... Only Brock really kicks out of spears and Lashley. Yeah, Lashley. Um during uh, after the ref bump, after they've been doing a bunch of shit and trading big old moves, um, ref bump. Sammy is getting a chair for Roman. Roman's demanding a chair, and he hesitates. He hesitates. He hesitates. But then he finally does give it to him. But then he gets hit with the stunner. Big false finish. It was a really good one. Um, it was like one of them, like AJ Styles New Japan, like two point nine 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 ones. Which um, I I'll say Roman's a big pro because he was not fucking looking at the ref all the time. I always appreciate that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're brawling on the outside. Um, Sammy keeps telling Kevin just to stay down, just to stop. Um, and he hits fucking spear through the barricade. Scary fucking spot was the uh, slamming on the stairs. So nice. they slammed him back first and like head first into the stairs, um, like the stair part of them, not like the flat part. The part that has like edges and shit, like yeah. the part that you still gonna suck like and no matter how you slice that it's gonna hurt and he took it twice yep then uh he gets rolled up in there he has the one last act of defiance which is a triple h Shawn michaels specialty anytime they're about to lose they always do a crotch chop or a slap or something like that because um, you have to still look cool especially if you're a heel <laughs> that's the that's the fucking triple H like I gotta still look cool. Um and so yeah, does that gets hit the fucking spear, one, two, three. Roman is still your champion and still your tribal chief. Mm-hmm. And then and we turned it off and nothing else happened. 
Um, maybe the best thing in wrestling I have ever watched. Um, like, besides, like, the Cody Dustin match, and besides, like, maybe that Brock Bryan match, but, like, this was so compelling. This story, the story as a whole is so compelling. So the Usos and Solo and Roman just are kicking the shit out of Kevin. And, like, taking um, turns, too, which I always yeah. think is fun. It's like, I want some punches. Now it's my turn to get some oh, punches. They're running a right train on Kevin. <laughs> and then they handcuff him to the to the, the ropes, super kick him a bunch of times. Yeah, even the Young like, Bucks were like, guys, that's a lot of super kicks. <laughs> Just right to the face. Um, And then Roman. Oh, so when they were doing the beatdown part, though, they were being so nice to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, when a super kick is those like super like scorpioned out curled up ones, that's like that didn't make any connection whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it still looked looked visceral. Um, and Roman grabs a chair. Sammy Sammy stops him. And is like, you don't got to do this. You don't got to do this. Um, pretty much saying he's done is like it's beneath you. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do this. He's done. It's beneath you. And then Robin, Robin says, they want you doing jackass shit. No, it's uh, because he, he was like, like, you're right. You do it. And so he gives the chair to Sammy, telling him to hit him and then gets like in his face. Like what you said, like, he's like, uh, you were doing jackass shit. Like I made you like all this stuff. And then they do the fucking best callback. And he fucking winds up and it is. The shield turn it all over again with the way he falls, the way he took the chair shot. Um, and he hits Roman, and then Jimmy Uso fucking super kicks the shit out of him, and then they start the beat down. They let it, they let it breathe. Like it took Sammy so long to hit him with the chair. Like Mm. Nello, you direct films. That's cinema. That is cinema. What we watched was cinema. It was cinema, and um, I think cinema. it's so. This to me, I'm like, this was so great. And then once it was over, I was like, where the fuck does Cody Rhodes factor into this? Yep. Yeah. And why does he factor into this? Because if it's Cody Rhodes joins Kevin and Sammy to help take down the bloodline, and it's them three versus fucking um, Roman and the Usos, and then Sammy and Kevin fight the Usos. Fuck that, man. I'm like, this is Sammy's... It really, you have that magic with him. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, business versus the people. And rarely does wrestling come to a head like this so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the last time in WWE was really with Daniel Bryan. Um, or Kofi Mania, right? Kofi, yeah. And you, like, you really can't ignore these, like, special moments. And, like, yeah, Cody's the obvious choice, but, like... By doing this, you're essentially doing exactly what made everyone hate Cody before. And it's just, you're putting him in the spot because he's Cody, not because it makes sense. But, I will say this. two belts. Well, that's what I'm hoping, right? And with this regime, too, and I think because, like, this, like, how it happened yesterday, it's like the, it was like the, the fucking seal of approval of everybody. It's like it gave, it was like notarized. And they were just like, oh, shit, like, this is it. 
there's time and like where I can trust the process of like they can either do something where it's going to make sense as far as like if they're going to team with the Usos or they can pivot. And they have two belts. They have some options, and there's time, and it isn't somebody so stuck in their ways. and stuck mm-hmm. with, like, I want to do this, and it's something so far off, because it isn't that far off. Yeah, and, and and I think what happened means it's a firm no on the rock at Mania. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Like, they wouldn't have gone this way with Sammy. They wouldn't have had two contenders for Roman if the rock was available. And also, um, the next pay-per-view elimination chambers in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they do a match there and like Roman beats the shit out of Sammy and then like Sammy has to beat him, even if it's not for a title, he has to beat him somehow. Yeah, I, I like, agree. Um, I think, I think Cody taking those titles or one of those titles starts the downfall of Roman. And then he's like, not as cocky and he's a little nervous because like the crowd yelling fuck you Roman he looked genuinely hurt by that uh, yeah it, just some good shit um Jey Uso like he, give that boy an Oscar that guy, this this whole um give him a streamy <laughs> he has great food content just fucking eats McDonald's all day no hell yeah <laughs> I'm eating 60 Big Macs and my brother's going to drive home after the bar. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just like he, he's been doing so good like ever since like they were trying to elevate him as like main event Uso. And I, I was actually really mad when they came back um, and the Usos like just reformed. We're like, yeah, we're with Roman now. Um, and it wasn't until Sami Zayn came into the picture where I thought like, oh, like, Jay was kind of back on track and it to me. Even if Jimmy was still fucking healthy, it proves to me why like Jey Uso was the one that kind of got that single shove. Mm-hmm. He is like he has really yeah. good like um, facials. His reaction, mm-hmm. yeah. Even even before um, Jimmy hit that first super kick, Jay was just like screaming at Sammy, saying like "You are family. Like why'd you do that?" Like he was like, distraught because he had just. Stuck his neck out in the line for him um, on Monday at the the trial of Sami Zayn, which was also an all-timer segment. It was great. Um, and it was, like, there's just so many layers. And, like, how quick Jimmy and Solo just go and beat the shit out of him. But then um, everybody's beating the fuck out of uh, Sami Zayn. And uh, Jey Uso can't do it. And he just rolls out of the ring. Just fucking distraught up in his feelings. And... um. Fuck, it was wild. If, it was great. if Jay is like out of the bloodline long term, what they, I mean, one thing they can do, if they're not going to give this Sammy the world title thing, I mean, he can beat Roman with Kevin for the tag titles because they do Freebird rule, make mm. Roman defend it with Jimmy. And Sammy could get the pin in that match before the tag titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways they can go, and they have not disappointed me yet with this story. So, yeah, yeah. it's been fan fucking tastic. Um, and I'm just gonna guess. Shout out Paul Heyman for orchestrating all of this. Uh, excuse me. Shout out Bruce Pritchard. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's Nello's favorite person, by the way. Big Bruce. 
Yeah, it's your it's one of your close personal friends, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, him and Conrad's new podcast with Hardy is actually pretty good. <laughs> sixty nine days. Sixty nine days. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty three <laughs> weeks. Yeah. I can't I can't stand Conrad after doing the deep dive on Bret Hart with on Austin and I listened to like a five hour podcast and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I listened, like I listened five hours I listened, to wrestle with. I listened to at least half of 83 weeks. So like yeah. hearing him and Bischoff every week, I just had to stop at one you, point. You got to I, about 41 weeks. I listened to something to wrestle with for a couple of years. So <laughs> And just like fucking Bruce Pritchard sometimes just blatantly lying. God, he's so full of fucking shit. Very good at making like whatever person he's being a yes man to's ideas a little better. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And he did, I mean, he did come up with the idea for Kane. That's like uh, yeah. fucking great. Like, what if Brother Love introduces another one? <laughs> Um, like kind of general thoughts on the rumble. Um, kind of coming out of it is, I enjoyed that they didn't lean on part timers and legends as much. Yep. Um, it was like they showcase the talent that they have, and it to me like that's a big, that's like a Triple H ass. Like we need to like focus on our stars that we have. And they just um, had Raw Thirty, like where they did get to do some legends shit. Like they kind of yeah. got it. They kind of like had their cake and ate it too, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only like they they use like the one hometown pop with like quote unquote hometown. He's from Houston, but state pop uh, of Booker T. Should have had Brother Love come out. No. Pritchard is from Houston. Nobody wants that. Had you know what they come should out. do? They should do an all legends rumble. It did. It was WrestleMania seventeen. <laughs> no, but do it now with oh. with Hogan and the Undertaker in Austin. Oh, he said he can't feel his legs. I know. Just a bunch of old fucks. The reason why in the gimmick battle Royals is WrestleMania 17 that the Iron Sheik won is because they they couldn't throw him over the top. Like, he wouldn't go over it. Like, fucking kill him. So, he oh, won. Damn. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like, it was it was a fun show. Like, yeah, it was long. But, like, the matches that like the that pitch black match could have gone on way too long and it didn't. Um I think it it, 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 it did by just appearing there. <laughs> no, it fucking rocked. Um it was like it was the perfect amount of time. So like by the time you were sick of it, it was done. And yeah, it was just it was a fun show. I I the Rumble's the best show. I had a really good time in like the men's rumble as far as like Rumbles, like I said, it's it's up there. It's it's top for me now. And then mm-hmm. the story we're getting with um Bloodline and Sammy and Kevin and just all this is like it it's like I was telling you guys outside yesterday after it was done, I'm like this to me is like Austin Rock ass stuff or uh Stone Cold Bret Hart and the like Hart Foundation. It is up there with like those kinds of stories to me. Like I kind of like where I put it because it was just so fucking good. And like they're doing mm-hmm. it right. Like it's wild. And I hope they continue to listen to what the people are wanting and maybe can pivot or move some stuff or maybe reimagine some plans because like Sami Zayn right now, like you have the chance to capitalize on something and mm. you got lightning in a bottle right here. Like just run with it. I mean, like Triple H 
the big part of what made the Daniel Bryan story work so fucking well is like how good of a heel he was. Yeah. Daniel Bryan in that. Um, so like, I mean, he's literally been there. Like, so you hope that like, yeah, they'll do something, something good. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. What's your thoughts on the big rum? Oh, I didn't, I, like I said, I tuned out during Hardy, but, um, you know, um, I would have been fine just watching the men's like that really felt like the show to me. And then after it kind of just kept going, um, pitch black was the pitch black match. Um, I really, it was worth it just to watch howdy miss. Like I was interested, like, I will say this, it was better than the lights out match where evil just wrestled in complete darkness. <laughs> at least they had black light. I liked it when Pat said, thank God I washed my pants before this Cole. Um, and that made Cole pop, um, Cole coming, calling Dom a piece of shit. Like, you know, I'm not going to dog in the Mountain Dew match. No one thought that was gonna be fucking good. It was a great bathroom uh, break match. Like, yeah. The men's rumble, it respected its competitors. Like a lot, like in both rumbles, it was a lot of new people. It was a lot of future people. It seemed like, like current roster at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, with the exception of like Santos, I feel like no one really was like a complete afterthought. Um, and yeah, I mean like Bianca and Alexa, like, I mean, I don't really have anything to say. It felt like filler. I'm yep. not, I'm not sure why it was on there. You just gotta um, put, you gotta put Bianca totally. on the card as the champion. Yeah. And Bianca's a huge draw for them as champion. So word, okay. I, I think and... it's just also like they like, I don't know. I would say it was like it was a fine match. There was nothing super bad about it, and that's kind of a win for an Alexa Bliss championship <laughs> match true. sometimes. Like she can be really good with the right person. She can also make a match actively worse. I'm glad it wasn't the yeah. match. And I'm like, man, if it's like, you know, 50,000 people and no one's expecting Alexa Bliss to beat Bianca Belair, I'm like, that's when you just like bring in a fucking Miko or like, you know, put Roxanne and Perez in that spot or someone like new that can have a really great match just to put on a great Bianca match in front of 50,000 people. I mean, of course, they got seven minutes, so who knows if that was even on the table. But um, I, I can't really comment on. Owens and Reigns. I didn't watch the match. The post match though was great. Like mm-hmm. I said, um, coming out, I'm just trying to figure out how Cody factors in. My yep. thing is that I always give him three weeks, and after three weeks, then I can be like, "Fuck this." But until then, I hold my tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, I'm, I'm excited. I think um, coming out of this, you know, my big hopes: Drew, Sheamus, Gunther, Triple Threat oh. at Mania. Um, Rollins and Paul, right? It looks like you have uh, Lashley and Lesnar. You have some good and interesting programs that have really been going on. Like, I mean, Lashley and Lesnar this whole year that I'm hoping we finally get some finality to, some closure. Um, Bianca and Ripley. Bianca and Ripley. Um, I'm assuming we're doing Rousey and Flair, which sucks. Like, God damn, dude, is Ronda Rousey even less of a star now than she was? They, oh my god. They made her feel like less important, which is really wild. It's wild, like I, I'll say mode. But yeah, would, overall it was fun. I would say that um one of the cool things that they did in this rumble, like this just this show in general, is they set up a bunch of matches. 
I, but like the next feuds, which is super cool. Like I like seeing that, and like they like had storylines progress within that match. Like Bailey and Becky, like they progressed that storyline. Like they progressed the Dom stuff with with Ray. Like they did all this shit to like get like because it's an ever moving fucking story. Like it's just mm-hmm. something that just keeps going. They help like advance things. It wasn't like sometimes like when they used to get into like Survivor Series mode, and it's like all right, all the storylines are on pause because the guys in the red shirts are going to the blue shirts, and they're gonna beat them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it just kind of pauses everything. I like that this yep. wasn't like something where they just hit the pause button. It's like go out there and throw each other out, and fucking Hurricane's gonna show up, and fucking Michael <laughs> Hayes is gonna be in there, and fucking Shane. Oh my, howdy, Shane. Shane was in the final four last year. Um, Oni Mud. Like and also like something that's like wild to think about is like storylines are interconnected. Like multiple storylines like will like have because like Judgment Day, like they have multiple stories going on at once as a group. It's not just literally all Judgment Day has to be only in one story. Yeah. And so like Rhea is, you know, connected to the Rey Mysterio thing because of like her shit with Dom, and she's now also going for the women's title, and that's cool. Like, and there's also the things like with Edge and Balor and Edge and Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix and her. Like, there's a lot that's happening, which is super cool. Like how things are like intertwined, and there's actually stories, you know. The last time this happened in WWE, and it wasn't necessarily always for the good at that point, was when Russo was in like the head writer. They haven't had like truly interconnected storylines since then okay like, i have a i have a quick question okay so the rumble gets you a title shot right yes what if edge gets like a u.s title or something one of the smaller guys and bianca's like i want to fight you or not bianca ria's like i want to fight edge we get ria versus edge it's too much of a long shot it's too much of a long shot yeah I want I want her to have I want her to f- f- fight fight dudes. You will. Um, <laughs> uh, Kofi is saying it in interviews now, like through official channels, that he wants her to win a mid card title, like oh, randomly. Yeah. Like that's what like he's been saying in interviews. And then like I and like it gets posted by WWE social media. Oh, you know, like these okay. are ideas that they are testing out through social media to see what the response is like to see like. The audience ready for this yet yeah um that's what they're doing and they're like they like then posted Rhea responding to saying that and shit so like my prediction like on our last episode was like either she would win the women's rumble or be in the men's rumble and that sometime this year she'll win a men's like mid-card title mm-hmm. um i don't think she will do that if she's like a holding down a women's title yeah. for a while um but i think she'll do that within the year after losing like this big women's title run that she's probably yeah. Gonna have. And there's time you can't rush that story. Like let her be champion. You can't let her have a up. let her have a reign, and then like when she's coming back up after she fails, let her be let her be China. Mm. She's better than China. Well, yeah, but like China's the only example, basically. So yeah, like follow no, like Becky fought James Ellsworth. Oh my no, what? Uh, <laughs> Becky took an end of days from Corbin. F- one time. Oh, yeah. That was fucking awesome, actually. 
that, like in a garbage fire of a fucking feud and match. So it's Corbin and Lacey Evans. <laughs> like it's Becky. Wow. And Seth. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, they first acknowledged that Becky and Seth were an item. Yeah. Then they did Applebee's commercials together. Yeah, and they named their kid Gravy. <laughs> no pre gravy. Ah, pre gravy. My bad. My bad. Pre gravy. <laughs> well, um, that's the show. I think. Yeah, right? yeah. we did it. Did the thing. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, check out the socials. I don't remember what those are. Genuine uh, Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Russell Boys cast on Twitter. Genuine Russell Boys oh. on Instagram. That's what it is. Um. There's a little show coming out called Get in the Pit. Uh, it's me and Isai talking about fucking rock and roll. So uh, check that out when it comes out. Um, it's going to be, it's fun. I'm very excited. You like you gonna, you'll like this. It's going to be, like, it's fun. Do you like, do you like, um, do you like Hatebreed? Or um, do you like Attack Amir? Attack? Yeah, we're covering all the bases. We did like our longest episode about Under Oath, so you like that or, shit. All the bases, four string, five string, um, six string bass. That was, was a five string. Yeah, but um, you see that extra low. Um, yeah, and then um, uh, we're doing Tree Fort. Uh, yeah, the, the Sunday of Tree Fort, Sunday I March twenty sixth. I fucking booked this shit, and I don't know the date. My yeah, yeah, it'll be the day after my birthday. Come bring me um, coffee and Tylenol because um, I'll be very hungover. Yeah. Is that like 2, 2.30 at the Grove? Where it was last year in that fucking hidden hidden area? But we'll, we'll have better signage. I, I'm, the, I'm the pod Ford assistant. It's tight. I help Alicia do stuff. Why didn't you book Conrad? Because I didn't, there's only need for one wrestling podcast at a music festival. Yeah, said. because, yeah, he could have joined our cast. I didn't, you book your own goddamn guests. I'm not booking your guests. I'm booking the shows. <laughs> um, I got um, 69 yeah. weeks of Genuine Wrestle Boys. Yeah, I didn't have very much input on who we're booking. We tried. We tried to get some cool shit, but uh, no responses. There's going to be some cool shit. A, I got to hop into another call. Thank you so much for having me wrestle. Goodbye, Nello. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Um, I'm going to keep uh, following me at Hardy Watch. If Hardy's going to be doing any more WWE themes, you will know first there, and I'll be back. So hopefully we can talk um, heart, some more genuine Hardy Boys soon. Have a great yeah. day, y'all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Um, but yeah, True Force is gonna be dope. Um, and then um one more thing. Um, thank you all for listening. Oh wait, sorry, I have oh, one sorry. quick thing. Just super quick thing. We're gonna have new merch up very soon, so just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye out for that. Like it'll it'll be good. Yeah, I fixed the uh, technical issues that kept me from figuring out our new merch store. So nice, buy buy it this time, please buy it. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Happy Roots of Day. No, Happy Judgment Day.
It's the Judgment uh, Day. I'm Punishment Martinez. And uh, that sounds a lot like Braun. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not me. I mean, uh oh. Oh, there we go. There's Braun on Halloween being Punishment. <laughs> had some eyeliner on. Does that make me gay? Yeah. That sounds like something. It seems like something he would actually ask. Yeah. Does that make me like trying to be like, like, like accepting, the, the not understanding it, that how shitty it still is? Does that make me one of them gays? Uh, you know, I what... support it. I support whatever you want to do, but um, I don't want to be one of them gays. I won't tell Raquel she will shoot you. Russell <laughs> <laughs> Boys three sixteen says, "Give me the Baja Blast match." <laughs> <laughs>